Welcome. I'm Lee Preston, pastor, Shadow of His Wings Ministry. Thank you for joining us. If you're looking for us on the web, it's www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. I'm just grateful you're here, and I'm thankful that you stopped in. We do a number of things in our ministry. We have a church service every second and fourth Saturday nights at 6.30, where we also feed my sheep, which means we offer a meal. And uh, you're welcome to contact us, lee at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. Uh, that's my email. You're welcome to contact us with uh, inf for information or with interest. Um, we also work in healing places. We try to offer healing and counseling for people who struggle just with whatever is currently in your life, things that you feel like you need freedom from. Um, we also occasionally have retreats for healing times, but that's what God laid on our heart, and those things all came out of our healing. Uh, my healing came out of homosexuality. For some of you, you may already know that. Some of you may be hearing it for the first time, which is uh, okay. Um, I believe that God did a wonderful work in me, and uh, I struggled a lot from a very young age uh, with homosexual feelings and same-sex attractions. And over time, uh, God kept working in my heart, and um, he ultimately healed those places. That's always interesting to me, because I think people struggle with, especially in today's world, they struggle with what is being gay, and what does that mean, and does God hate the homosexual, <clears throat> or does he absolutely welcome them in, in their sin. Um, and so this, today's video is really not to talk about that, but to, to kind of discuss something that I always find interesting. And I, I shouldn't say always because it hasn't happened that many times, but a few times in my life. Um, and we've been doing this for almost 20 years. Um, in my life, I've worked with, with men and women, and it's interesting to me that a few times, two, three times, someone will contact me after they've met with me, and it, you know, it may be years later, maybe many years later, and they say, you know, I just want you to know I found happiness, and I'm living in a gay relationship, and I've never been happier. And I can't believe you tried to convince me that homosexuality was a sin because I'm happier than I've ever been. I am thinking of a few people, and, and there's a friend of mine who re I call a friend. He, I saw him in counseling, but I believe we became friends. And and I care deeply for him, still care deeply for him. And, and, and he contacted me and let me know that he was happy and this was his life. And I... I say, all right, great. I'm glad you found happiness. The point that comes in there that I guess I want to talk about today is I'm not trying to force someone to change who they believe they are. But 
Additionally, I don't want them to try and take away my story. You see, I remember the night that I was sitting in my sister's house, praying and struggling and angry at God because I, I was in a relationship, a gay relationship, and I was struggling with who God was and where was he and why are you telling me that this is a sin? If this is something that I feel so okay in and I love this man and he's a good guy, I get all that. And that's why I don't judge a person who decides that maybe they want that particular journey or even more importantly that have decided they can't get out of that particular feeling. I get that. There's no judgment there. But I can't help but go back to that night and all the other times even as a boy as a 10 year old struggling with attractions and as a uh, 15 year old and as a 16 year old that began to have sexual relationships with other guys I can't go, I can't forget each time I went to the Lord and said, is this who I am? He always said, no, it's not who you are. And so that night, many years later, sitting in my sister's house and just praying and talking to God about expanding my tents and enlarging my territories, he said, again, Lee, it's not my best for you. No sin will ever be my best. And you can choose the sin. He gives us the right to choose sin. But that night he made very clear it, that it's not my best for you and that it is a sin. So what do I do with that? Well, I struggled and I was angry. And what I think is also beautiful is he kept meeting me there. And he kept speaking to me in that place. And he just said, Lee, if you want my best, you'll have to let go of your sin. You see, what's so important is to understand that sin is pleasurable for a season. I mean, we wouldn't choose sin if it didn't have some mind-numbing, soul-numbing, soul-comforting attributes. This world is hard, and in this world we will have trouble. Jesus says, take heart, I've overcome the world. But Satan says, hey, I'll offer you something that takes away the pain. And I, don't, I can't think off the top of my head of a sin that doesn't take away some pain that doesn't help us to hide and numb out and not think about it. And if we can stay in it long enough, we will come to the place where we believe it to be who we are and enjoy it and think this is who I am. <laughs> the fortunate thing is, is if we're willing, God will keep saying, this is not my best for you. Now, some people have fought very hard to make it God's best and to claim it as God's best, whatever sin it is. I'm not saying that there's only one sin and homosexuality is certainly not on the top three. It's a brokenness. It's a sin like all other sexual sins. 
I've watched men struggle with, with pornography of all kinds, and it still be something they thought was normal and that God was okay with, but it never is. So what I think is important is to at least know that you can tell yourself this is who I am, like this good friend of mine who said, you don't understand, I am happier than I've ever been. We can be happy. We can be happy in sin. We can be happy in less than God's best. That's why sin is in the world. That's why Satan allows us to get entangled in the sin. That's why God says run from sin and Satan says run into sin. Because he knows if he can catch us in a place where we're hurting, in pain, lonely, feel like we don't fit. If he can catch us in that place, then he's very willing to offer us any number of counterfeit things that God says are not good and that he says will make you happy. And again, sin is pleasurable for a season. So what I think is true is what I, I want people to hear is there is no hate in standing for what I see as truth and what I believe God has told me is true, which is, it's not my best. And anything that's not God's best is sin. We wanna settle not for something less than, but something absolutely beautiful, his best. And my life has moved slowly up the charts to better. You know, I'm not trying to take away your story. So please don't take away mine. Also, be careful that you don't see hate in something simply because someone has a different story. This friend of mine that I still call friend and that I still appreciate is someone that I would say today, I'm still your friend. We don't have to agree here for me to still love and care about you. But don't try to take away my story. And please, I'm so sorry if you're hurt or angry at me simply because you came to me and wanted to see if there was a way to heal. I found healing. Many others have. Some haven't. It doesn't mean that you have to claim what I believe to be true. It also doesn't mean I want to force you to. And what I believe is most wonderful is God doesn't want to force you to either. He will love you where you are, but he will never back off of what is true and what is not. So please be cautious that you don't call someone else's story simply because it's different than yours is hate. Because I can call homosexuality sin, and I don't hate the sinner. And I know that's a bit overused. I get it. But it is true, and there's nothing wrong with something that continues to be true. God loves us with a never-ending love. And he pursued me with a never-ending love. And my heart had to, at least at some point, be open enough to sit at my sister's house praying and reading and say, Lord, what is this? 
Is it a sin? And he said, yes, it is. It's not my best for you. Well, guess what? You'd think I saw clouds part and angels singing. No, I got angry. I said, so you want me to stay in something that makes me happy yet is a sin? I'm sorry, you don't want me to stay in something that makes me happy and is, a, as you call, a sin. But yet I've never been able to stop doing it. So I finally found a place where I can do what I want sexually and in relationship. And now you want to take all that from me and say that's a sin? And yet, at this point, from this childhood point on, I haven't been able to stop, so you want me to start trying to stop again? That seems like a punishment. That seems like a God who doesn't care about my struggle. And he said, Lee, it's not that I don't care about your struggle. I've seen your struggle. And yes, habitual, besetting, sin that traps takes a while to get free from. Do you know what sometimes makes you go back to it? Is you don't trust my love. And you see, folks, I did not trust his love. Because of some brokenness in my childhood and things in my past, I didn't believe that love was real. Sex was more real than love. His love Although I knew I could live up to what I thought everybody wanted a good Christian to be, because I could be that on the outside, I couldn't trust his love because I didn't think he really loved me. You see, most of the time we get stuck in sin because we're afraid that God can't love us where we are. And I know that may sound a bit like a contradiction. Well, Lee, tell me what you're really telling me. Because on the one hand, you're saying God calls what I do a sin, whatever that sin might be, and I need to stop, but I don't know how to stop. And yet you tell me he loves me still. And I get it. It takes a journey to walk with him and to know his heart. But in my own journey, my own story that I don't want someone else to take from me is that over time I learned that God can say no and still love me. The guy can say that is a sin and I will take it from you, but it takes a while to heal all the things in your heart that you don't trust. And then over time, you will let go of it. And finally, do you trust me? Meaning, do you trust God enough, Lee, to heal your heart and not just act like you're a Christian? Because his love is greater than anything I've ever known. And freedom tastes better than any sinful act. And what I mean by that is freedom means I don't have to hang on and white knuckle it anymore. And you may say, I don't trust that. I've white knuckled it all my life. And I say, brother, sister, I'm right there with you. I used to white knuckle it all the time. And I mostly got mad at him because I couldn't figure out if he said it's a sin, why won't you take it from me? And there is no truth in that he doesn't want to take it from me. The truth is he does. But there's a few things that get mixed in there like free will. 
It felt good for me to run into my sin when I felt lonely or scared or sad or unloved. Unfortunately, sex and many, many other things can be counterfeits to feeling unloved. It's like looking for love in all the wrong places. You've heard that before. It's like, okay, even in that place, sometimes we look for love in all the wrong places because alcohol, sex, chocolate cake, working too much, whatever it happens to be, can substitute and make us feel better than being empty. You see, the emptiness doesn't go away. Satan just teaches us how to pack stuff into the empty wound in our heart. God says, I want to heal that empty wound. I want to take your broken heart and heal it. Please don't pack it in with things that are not good for you just to hide your pain. It's still going to hurt. And at some point, although sin is pleasurable for a season, at some point you'll find that sometimes you wake up and you're still in pain. And you look around and you think, why, well, I really am not happy. But look where I'm at now. I'm too far gone. What am I going to do now? Give all this up? This whatever it is, this sin that I've so entrenched, become so entrenched in, I can't get out of it now. It's, I'm, too, I'm too far gone. It's not true. You are never too far gone. All it takes is one moment of turning and saying, you know, Lord, I don't know how to get out of this, but I want to want to. I don't know how to change, but I want to want to. Whatever the cliches are, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of looking for love in all the wrong places. I'm tired of settling for things that make me feel good for the moment. Will you make me feel good for a lifetime, Jesus? Yes. I will. It's not an easy road. It has not been an easy road, but it's a good one. All you have to do is turn and say, Lord, I don't know that I'm ready, but I want to be ready. That's all he asked of me. That night, all I could do is say, you know what? I want to, but I'm afraid I won't. And I didn't right away. I went back to sin right after that night happened and he didn't give up and he kept talking to me and he kept showing me the products of my own sin and he kept telling my, me, my, telling my heart that there were things ahead of me that would be so much more and that, Lee, if you only knew how much I love you. And I say that to you right this moment. If you could only know how much I love you. And that's not for me because... I always kind of giggle a bit about how everybody says how much they love you. I can tell you I love you as a sister or brother in Christ, but you don't know love until you've heard Jesus say, you don't know how much I love you and I want to show you. And then you let him show you. It's sometimes difficult and we sometimes throw our fits and our temper tantrums because we get upset and we get mad and we feel like he's not working fast enough. But he's a patient savior who knows you and has known you from the beginning of time. So may you take that moment at some point in any sin, whatever sin you're struggling with, whatever you think is too big for God and turn 
and say, you know what? I don't know how to do this. Jesus, will you help me? Thanks for sitting in today. May you remember these things. May they fall in good soil. And keep watching because we'll keep talking. God bless you. Bye-bye.